I think I discovered like emo when I was in seventh grade and I was like, yeah, that's me. Welcome to Pure 39 Podcast. My name is Ben, and with me is the fantastic, if not a little sleepy, Syl. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Our time difference is quite big. Yeah. Um, it almost, if it was like a little bigger, then we could both be sleepy, but for different reasons. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, usually I am awake a little bit earlier than this because it's currently around 8.30 a.m., but I kind of stayed up a little late, which is unlike me. Oh, that was that was me too last night. Just ended up chatting. Slept mm-hmm. in like an extra hour. Yeah, especially because I've been sleeping downstairs on the couch instead of in my bedroom. And so has my sister. So it's been like a sleepover for over a week now. <laughs> we just talk and watch TV and eat chocolate until like 1130. I mean, that sounds amazing. If you don't have to be <laughs> up early. Yeah. Like super early. Yeah. Why, why, aren't you, uh, why aren't you in the bedroom? So I have, so it's kind of a weird story, I guess. I have a bunch of piercings on my ear. I have piercings on both ears, but one ear particularly has, um, I don't know, like eight piercings now. Oh, wow. Seven. Nice. And one of them is not healing very well. And it's like, I'll wake up and it's just like swollen and angry and just like raw skin and it's horrible. And it's because I keep flipping over onto that side when I'm sleeping in my bed. Ah. And so, in theory, if I sleep on the couch, I have, like, the back of the couch to prevent me from flipping over. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that's why I've been doing that. Okay. But this piercing has been giving me a, a lot of trouble, like, for over a year now. So, I think I'm just going to retire it once it heals properly. And it does. So, like, it goes up and down. And it probably gets bad like once every like five weeks. Oh, but that yeah, sounds so, so not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it, especially when like this piercing in particular. I got done on a Black Friday type thing, and my piercing studio did three piercings for the price of one. Ooh. Um, I just had to pay like for the jewelry. So, yeah. like, I didn't really pay a whole lot for this piercing, so I think I can retire it, mm-hmm. like, consciously. If oh, my, yeah. if I paid a whole bunch of money, if I paid a whole lot of money for it, I probably would try to hang on to it, but I'm over it. <laughs> Just cut your losses. I mean, one yeah. out of, like, one out of three, uh, one out of eight, even, not an ear. Like, that's not bad. Yeah, I've only had one other bad piercing experience on my other ear. Um, that was not terrible. Like, it wasn't bloody or, like, swollen all the time. It was just annoying because I had an industrial bar. 
So it like puts a whole lot of pressure on your ear when you're sleeping on that side. Ah, uh, yeah. So, and like my ear apparently does not have the correct anatomy for it, <laughs> um, according to some piercers. So I just took that out, and mm-hmm. it's been a joy sleeping on that side now. But yeah, I am all about piercings. I no tattoos though. I want. I mean, at some point, I'm gonna get a tattoo eventually i mm-hmm. i like i like piercings like i like i like looking at them <laughs> I, I don't know that i would get <laughs> any for me maybe on maybe like on on an ear um for me just like some more normal ones or something but like i could yeah ever since i was little i've like sometimes when i wanted to be like a cool kid i would draw like when we were drawing pictures of ourselves i'd like put a couple earrings on my left ear um, Hell yeah! And I always liked. I mean, uh, I mean, for me, of course, it's on on women usually. But like a lot of ear piercings are like the the snake bite on on the lips, or oh, occasionally, uh-huh. occasionally like a a brow or nose piercing or something. Um, mm-hmm. The only one, uh, honestly, out of everything, and I mean everything, nipple piercings can't. It's. I can't look at them without feeling it on myself, <laughs> and I just I can't. Yeah. My one of my There's friends. There's something a while about back, it. It's I I've seen one in person. I think I was like ten, and there was a dude at the beach who had a ring in his nipple, and I just could, I could not handle it. Just lost I, it. I didn't like it. My friend told me, a good friend, very very close friend, who told me that him and his. Uh, him and his then girlfriend like got their nipples pierced together and i was like oh weird you've told me stuff that is way worse than that and somehow that's the worst thing you've ever told me (laughs) (laughs) when i was younger my dad's best friend had nipple piercings (sighs) and he was like super he was like a surfer dude okay so it kind of fit his image but like um i just don't like it when i saw it in person i just like cringed (laughs) like it wasn't ugly or anything i just like got scared i think yeah so did your parents ever like tell you you couldn't have tattoos oh yeah my uh this is a, a perfect segue actually well we can we can start here but uh so our topic for today is is actually we're just gonna kind of shoot the shit about uh what it was like growing up compare and contrast uh our experiences growing up uh because i was in very rural wisconsin and you were in and i was in very suburban city well not city but i grew up in california an urban area (laughs) i had yeah i had access to anything and everything yeah um yeah my 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 mom was was always a bit she, she was a bit uh more lenient on on ear piercings specifically for my sister um but when it came to tattoos like my dad said if we came home with a tattoo we weren't allowed to stay in the house anymore or like if me or my brother got our ears pierced and that like I mean, that eased up my brother has a tattoo now and he's planning on getting another one and my mom talks about getting a tattoo though I don't think that'll ever happen. 
but yeah, when we were little, it was like a a whole big thing. Or when when my sister got her ears pierced, which my mom like took her to do, uh, my dad was all upset, but it wore off after like a week or two or whatever. That's funny. My family is a little bit the same. My, uh, in regards to tattoos, my dad has a few of them. So he was always okay with us having tattoos and didn't really, like, care if we wanted them. But my mom was a little bit like, hey, no, Mm -hmm. don't do that. But piercings, my mom took us to get our ears pierced. Like, she was totally okay with that. And then um, when I was in high school, I wanted, like, my first cartilage piercing, which is a little different, you know. And Mm -hmm. my dad was, like, not cool with it. (laughs) He was like, you can't have that. It's, he didn't say like it's ugly, but he probably like associated it with like delinquents. Yeah. And I was like, mom said I could. And then I think that was a huge fight. And then I ended up getting it like when I was 16. But when my sister was about 16, she bought like those piercing guns online (laughs) where you could just pierce your own ears. Yeah. And... She had, like, the normal ear piercings growing up, Mm -hmm. like I did. I had mine done really young. But when she was 16, she decided to pierce, like, the second and third hole. Mm -hmm. And she came into the room one day, and my dad was like, What's that? Take it out. If you live here, you can't have that. And so she took it out and, like, had to redo it when she turned 18. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, she was like, I'm 18 I live here, yeah, I know, but I'm 18 now, and it's my ear, and it's covered by hair most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I started piercing my ears more when I was about 19, no, 20, I think, or 21, and haven't stopped. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, my dad has always been cool about tattoos, so my sister has a few now, too, but I am tattoo-free. hmm But, yeah, growing up, it was like, they would let me draw on my arm, so I would, like, have eyeliner tattoos oh, nice. on my arm. It was pretty cool. Like, there's this Japanese eyeliner brand called One Day Tattoo. And it was, like, super waterproof. So I would draw, like, this really elaborate, like, flower design on my forearm. And I would just keep it there for, like, a few days. And just, like, be really careful in the shower. Not, like, scrubbing it with soap. Mm -hmm. And just, like, redo it a little. And my mom hated it, but my dad was like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) Man, I just used a pen. I did that same shit. And I would, like... I always, uh, I always went with like the hand stuff, so I'd like be drawn things like that lined up with my bones or my knuckles or whatever, mm-hmm. like all over my hands, and then I would go down my arm and like kind of extend the design or whatever. It smelled terrible. Like I'd, I would like be passing out from the smell of ink on my arm. Oh really? It was just, it was very strong sometimes, depending on the pen. Were yeah. you using like Sharpie? No, no. I think if you just get enough ink, like, it just smells. Like, it smells like ink. 
It's very, oh. it's, a, it's an odd, it doesn't last too long. Like, it goes away pretty quickly. It's not as bad as Sharpie. Yeah. 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 You should have gotten on that one day tattoo eyeliner. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, when I was in high school, I don't know. So, my family has has definitely grown over the years like mentally emotionally i suppose <laughs> like mm -hmm. i different ideas <laughs> and stuff but uh still ultimately kind of conservative uh as as is expected for my area i don't know what my dad would have done if he found like japanese eyeliner in my room <laughs> when i was in yeah, high school you're right i think you're it, right i think it would have been fine but like that explanation, like, it's so I can draw on myself, see, and then, like, put a tattoo on my arm. Like, that sounds fake as hell. <laughs> yeah, and, like, where would you get Japanese eyeliner mm -hmm. at that point? Uh, from Amazon with discreet shipping. Oh, true. Okay, so I have a friend who lives, like, in a really rural area, and he said that they don't have Amazon. What? Is that possible? I... I think that's almost impossible. That would, I mean... He said that he can order it, but, like, he would have to go to, like, one of those pickup sites. No. And, like, out of the way. I'm... I, I'm gonna call horse shit. Only because... <laughs> only because, like, it, the last... Like, Amazon just comes through the post, right? Does he not get mail? If he doesn't get mail, like if they're if it's too too bad for a post office, that makes sense. But I think if they're I he think gets if, mail. Uh, I don't think he gets mail to his house. I think it's like one of those mailboxes that's like off the side of the road. That's like a bunch of mailboxes all together. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's kind of ours was. I think. Yeah. I don't know, or maybe. Maybe if they just don't bring it to his house. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that situation would be. There's a town. Yeah, of, me either. My, my town had 2,000 people growing up. And wow. like we got we got packages like just fine. Um, there was a town next to us that had like 400 people. And I think they got stuff just fine. So. Dang. So 2,000 people. Did you grow up there like from childhood yeah yeah we've i've never moved in my life until <laughs> until like university and then after mm -hmm. so you lived in like one house you were born into that house yeah um it's my it was my great-grandfather's house like half of it was so that's crazy yeah i was born into my grandfather's house also but um it was like in a different city i moved to a different house and then to the house i am in now when i was six i think and okay. then i've been here since i was six so for me this is the house i grew up in but i wasn't born into this house yeah no i think it, I Which, like that's little enough that yeah and i think that's kind of common Mm -hmm. out here like especially like my parents were really young when they had me so a lot of times they'd like 
in general, young parents are like living with their parents until they move out. Especially like, <laughs> however long ago, tw- twenty five years ago. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been here forever. It feels like and. I remember when we moved, we were like one of the only Asians in the neighborhood. And at my school, I was one of like two Asians in my class. But I never felt like outcasted because I was Asian, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Because I know a lot of like younger Asian Americans feel that way. Um, yeah, my. One of my one of my friends was Korean and grew up in a uh, like uh, I forget is it is it first generation when you're the first person like first member of your family born in America right yeah yeah, yeah. so first generation American and like living in the rural South and like she Ouch. she doesn't even like I think when she was like twelve or something she just stopped using her given name. Because, like, it was just causing problems. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I would be, like, bullied if I went by my Japanese name. But I I have a very American name. So it doesn't really affect me, I guess. Hmm. The problem is my last name. It's never pronounced right. And it was always made fun of because it kind of sounds like a comedian type thing i won't say it but it's yeah it's always made fun of and pronounced wrong it was pronounced wrong at my high school graduation and that made me pretty mad because Mm. i don't know well how many people were in your graduating class oh um like 54 55 okay so there was a good chance that like was your principal announcing the names um possibly maybe yes i think so Um, i forget (laughs) i feel like uh so like they probably had an idea of who was graduating then like since your class was so small oh yeah like everybody was like walking across and like shaking hands and like giving hugs to the the principal and like the counselor and stuff because everybody knows each other like too well yeah so ours was my graduating class was like right over a thousand that's a town (laughs) yeah it's it was a huge graduating class and so there were like multiple announcers for our graduation ceremony and when we we had like our card with our name on it and you had to write how you pronounce it Oh underneath my God. the name so i wrote exactly how you pronounce it and she still messed it up but whatever i can't take it back i actually mm. think that happened for college too i can't remember now but i remember being pretty mad oh like when you during my high school one when you graduated college yeah, so I ended up walking oh. and doing the whole graduation oh, ceremony for college. <laughs> I know. I mean, I didn't want to, but I knew my parents really wanted me to. Sure. And, yeah. like, I wanted to give them that, so I did it, but I 
hated it because I didn't make any friends in my major, so I literally sat alone for like the three hours, walked across the stage, took the picture, and left. (laughs) (laughs) And like even in my anthropology, oh, so I graduated anthropology. Even in my department, when we had to like line up by names, like none of the faculty remembered who I was, so that was also awkward. Oh yeah. Man. When I went into like the anthropology like lab to do like this picture before our ceremony, mm-hmm. they were like, "And your name?" <laughs> oh man. So, but that's also because I went to a pretty big university, mm-hmm. and our. I don't know how big our graduating class was for our major what uh was, but big enough not to remember me. Yeah. Yeah, my 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 whole university journey was so tumultuous that I just by the time I actually was graduating, my parents asked if I was gonna walk and I, I was like I've spent like twice the amount of time I wanted to spend in university. I, there's no way in hell I'm spending three hours for them to call my name, and yeah, right. I didn't, I didn't make like I had semester buddies. I had a lot of people like I remember their names, but I have no contact information for any of them. Yeah, yeah. Did you go to a university further away from your house? Um, it was like an hour, little under an hour. Like, just far enough to, like, not be bothered to come back home and help with stuff on a Tuesday. But I could go hang out on the weekends. Right. Me too. Mine was about 50 minutes to an hour. But, I mean, with California traffic, it was, like, an hour and 15 minutes. Oh. See. On most days. See, with the traffic and the, the cop situation on the main highway like that i that i would be taking i think i've cut that trip down to like 25 minutes maybe 20 20, a little under 25 so (laughs) you're just blasting home um blasting to the university actually so during my okay during my off semester um when i had my super long hair uh my friend was still going to actually the university that i would end up going to and he he was on like did your university have like those confession pages like um, oh to the, i don't to the know. to the blonde girl with glasses in the whatever building at four o'clock today like you were you're so beautiful or something like oh stuff like that i don't think so that's juicy it was i wish it's i had that good. They had that, and then there would be, like, there would be love confessions, and there would be, like, normal confessions. So, like, I remember one for that university, because one of my other friends went there, and she replied to one of them. Uh, This guy, someone, it's all anonymous, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. And someone put in their confession, like, I am the one who's stealing the panties out of the laundry, like, laundry machines and all of these girls responded to it like Uh, just berating this person i'm like oh oh my god i would love to see something like that yeah dude so uh this girl had had posted um just like where are the guys with long hair at and my friend tagged me in this post and i said like hey what's up and we got talking and it like 
worked out relatively well. And uh, being a very short relationship, uh, she 500 days of summered me, but she didn't tell me up front. So, like, she just wanted a rebound, like, just someone to hang out mm-hmm. with, and she was not she was not upfront about that but um for like the it all went well it was kind of some new experiences for me and i like helped me be more confident in things and at one point i was at my parents house she was at the university and it was like two or three a.m and she was like man i wish you could come here and hang out i'm like i can come there and hang out and my friend was like working a late shift at the time. I'm like, dude, what's the mm-hmm. what's the police situation like on this highway? He's like, like when? Like, now? He's like, I don't know, uh-huh. like none. I'm like, excellent. It was a full moon, good <laughs> visibility. I was going like, I don't know, probably ninety, like ninety in a sixty-five. I was hauling. Yeah. It was a, it was not worth it. It was disappointing. <laughs> not worth it oh no (laughs) but whatever it was a nice speed record i got to drive fast yeah (laughs) yeah that's so funny 90 sounds 90s fast for you huh um it's pretty fast i i think the fastest i've driven has been like 160 160 170 holy crap wow my that's too fast <laughs> it was well yeah we it was i was in a hurry <laughs> my my dad that's how all stories start <laughs> yeah yeah my the short story is my dad briefly had a a special model dodge challenger for a bit mm-hmm. and me and my brother were on our way to a company golf game and he got oh. us lost and I did not want to miss tea time, so I <laughs> put the pedal down. Yeah. Yeah, all our speed limits here are around 65, 70. Okay. And so, like, naturally, everyone drives, like, 80. Oh. So 90 to me is fast, but my car is pretty fast, so I could go, like, 100, but once I hit, like, 100, it's, like, shaky. Oh, dude, my my car was an economy model. Like, it was fine. Mm-hmm. But once you hit, like, 55, it would start shaking. <laughs> it was so oh, bad. No. It was fine. I, I mean, it did get recalled for, like, some safety issues, but that's whatever. But no, you mm-hmm. people, I, okay, it's good to know that it's California, too. Um, My grandparents, well, my aunt and uncle are in Arizona, like the Phoenix, Scottsdale area. And uh-huh. my grandparents used to be down there as well. Like, they'd be snowbirds. And uh, my grandpa's car was still there when me and Ani went to visit. And I'd never driven in that area before. And, yeah, the speed limits are, like, 75 or 80 or whatever. People are going, like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll just keep up with traffic. Traffic was going, like, 95. It was the middle of the night on yeah. a mountain road. Yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. That's- Sometimes that happens here. Like you people are crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, around my area, some of the speed limits are seventy, and naturally, people just blast through. Oh yeah. Regularly, and to follow traffic is to drive eighty-five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 
it's fast, but some of my coworkers were really into cars, so they would just like push it sometimes, and I would just be like against my seat, my cheeks just like coming back, and. <laughs> We would get to like LA in under an hour, and it was crazy. Hell yeah! <laughs> but yeah. my cousin, uh, one of my cousins, like right out of went to a very prestigious school for programming and shit, and like immediately out of university got a very cushy job, bought himself a mm-hmm. nice Corvette, like a brand new one. Nice. And it nice. was great when he came to my grad my high school graduation because he was like in bumfuck nowhere with a super nice corvette <laughs> like a on nice a, car on a gravel road and hell yeah like he took me for a little ride i open up the door and just like donut boxes fall out of the car like he just was eating donuts in this car and nice. before we started driving he's like does this road have a hill on it i'm like no look it's flat he's like no 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 is there any amount of incline like i a little bit why he's like well how far down i don't know like a little ways he's like because if there's an incline we're gonna get airborne and then he just like put the pedal down and it was it was am- it was amazing but also like he, he slowed down pretty quick but that's like yeah by far the fastest i've ever gone in a car it was crazy mm-hmm. um yeah we have some streets well California in general is very mountainous, so my neighborhood has a lot of like uphills and downhills and whatever. So it's really easy to fly downhill down he- over here, mm-hmm. like not even on a freeway. Like we have this hill that gets into our neighborhood, and it's downhill pretty much. The speed limit's thirty-five, but it's like so easy to go up to sixty-five, seventy down it. Oh yeah. It's scary when you think about, like, a cop being at the bottom of the hill, but it's also really nice to drive that fast, like, with your windows down. Oh, yeah, man. At night. Yeah. Oh, going But my neighborhood, my neighborhood, when I moved in, I don't know if you guys have, like, track homes. I'm assuming you don't. What's but a track my neighborhood. Home? <laughs> So a track home is like a type of neighborhood. Okay, this is information from my mom, so I could be a little bit wrong. Is it drug stuff? Um, it is not drug okay. stuff. I know it how is, California is. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of drug stuff around here, but our neighborhood is like full of houses that have like the same model. Okay. So um, like on our street, each house is like its own model. So like say house A through F or whatever. And the street next to us also has A through F, but in like a different order. And then the next street up is the same. Mm-hmm. And like for certain amount of streets, it's all the same model houses, but in different orders and like different colors. So when we came into our neighborhood, it wasn't all built yet, but it was this type of neighborhood. So my parents went to like the leasing office or the housing office or whatever and picked like the model home they wanted and like were given locations of where this model was sat- was throughout the neighborhood and so 
that's how we ended up in this house. Oh, that's wild. Right? Oh, we don't. I think so too. There are like uh, one of my good friends does well, and his his dad does uh, home home construction, and they do like spec houses where they they build the house first and then they sell it later uh, without like they build it without a buyer, and it's. I mean, it's like that, but maybe the the better version, the less uh, industrial version, because like they'll build different houses in a neighborhood, like they'll look mm-hmm. quite different. Um, yeah, no, that's kind of like uh, sometimes I see pictures on on Reddit like suburban hell or whatever, and it's just like rows and rows and rows and rows of the the same exact house. And yeah, I think that's that's probably what like track housing is mm-hmm. like just rows of properties that all look the same yeah. the american so, dream right but my parents claim it was like a great place to raise a family and now that i'm a lot older i think it is oh yeah even though i obviously grew up hating this place cuz mm-hmm. i was angsty from like <laughs> From like six years old, <laughs> trying to be moody in like a sunny Californian <laughs> suburb. Right, right. <laughs> I remember when I was in, I think I discovered like emo when I was in seventh grade, and I was like, "Yeah, that's me." Oh no! <laughs> and so, well, because like we're around the same age, we didn't really grow up with internet. You know, oh, like yeah. we had internet, but we weren't like on a computer twenty four seven like kids these days. I have a completely relevant tidbit. When one of yeah. our trips to the library, I found you know how they had like those little informative but mostly picture books of like animals or whatever. Yes, there was one for goths, and that's how I learned what a goth, goth was. And I'm like, I think I'm a goth. <laughs> And I was like 12 or whatever. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) I actually learned about goth when I learned about emo. And I knew that like I was kind of goth, but I, I mean, I was what, 11 or something? And it's prime emo um, time. I was like, okay, I'm not goth because I don't dress like this. Because in my head, goths just dress like with chains and like big chunky boots mm-hmm. and like had their hair like black or certain hairstyles or whatever and emo kids could like look a little normal wear all black but just like normal black clothing mm-hmm. and then like wear a bunch of eyeliner and be moody and i was like yeah that's so me <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of when i started getting into that kind of music because I don't know, when you were younger, like, say, before 10 years old, did you have, like, a favorite band? Um, or did you just listen to, like, kind of what was on? So, my dad was really into, and, and still is, of course, like, classic rock and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, that's, like, I I would listen to a lot of that, and then like some some pop but like slightly older pop because if we're talking like 2005 or so 
I'd be listening to stuff that was like prime in like late 90s, right? I don't know yeah. how or why. Probably just found a CD at some point, but um yeah, a lot of classic rock at that point. Um it would be like maybe when I was 13, 12 or 13, um I discovered power metal and then I, like six months later, I discovered black metal, and that sort of <laughs> that led into Changed everything your else. Life. Yeah, dude, that shit hits. Yeah, when I was younger, I my parents listened to a lot of random stuff. I know we listened to a lot of '80s music, so I grew up listening to '80s, and I I love '80s music to Hell this day. Yeah. But I didn't like have. A favorite band or like a favorite album until I was in like sixth grade mm -hmm. and prior to that I just listened to whatever was on you know music didn't really matter to me yeah but my very first like favorite band was the all-american rejects <laughs> and then my second favorite band was panic at the disco oh yeah so when I went into like middle school I was super into Panic at the Disco and like I'd go on YouTube and watch all their live recordings, which was like 30 at the time, you know, like there was like not that many pages of YouTube <laughs> and yeah, um, and I would watch their videos and I think that was like around the time I discovered emo and it's because of that band, like they were, they were stereotypical emo oh at the yeah time. they're the they're they the had blueprint. the makeup they had the hair yeah they were the blueprint and then when i realized that i started listening to other emo music and one of my dad's co-workers was like 20 or 20 at the time and he was like oh my god your daughter's emo i'm gonna make her some cds <laughs> so i got like all my emo music from this kid and that was kind of weird because I was like 12 at the time. But yeah, so I was introduced to that music and then I gradually moved into the horrible Screamo. And Ugh. Sorry. I know. Gross. I know. Yeah, no, I know. And I was into that until like ninth grade. And then I kind of discovered like what I liked. And now I like everything. Yeah, man. But it's funny how, like, that's, like, your identity during, like, those years. Yeah. Some some kids at school would give me shit for wearing black all the time. But yeah, it was, me too. <laughs> it was literally because I just wanted to wear the, the band t-shirts, right? Metal bands don't yeah. make non-black t-shirts, dude. <laughs> They're all yeah, black. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's, like, all it, all I wore for a long time. And it was always like double XL. I definitely didn't need it, but they were like, like my no shirts way. that I wore in sixth grade, like are still too big for me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. When I started wearing all black in like seventh grade, it just stuck. Then I wore all black, like for the rest of my life. I, I wear colors obviously, but it's just like my go-to is a black shirt, black hmm. pants. I I branched out and like 
well, when I when I started working full time at the factory, like I I literally took a huge portion of my clothes to Goodwill, and I grabbed like I I think I just went to like Old Navy and I dropped like seven hundred dollars on clothes, like just read no way because I'm like I want shit that actually like I I think I forget what started it, but I wore like a tighter T-shirt, and I was like this feels good, I feel good yeah, and I wanted yeah. to get like clothes that was a bit more fitting and and like actually looked generically good maybe a little bit uh-huh. you know still still have my flannels and my my band shit but just mix it up a little now of course i can't do that because i'm rolling the beer gut but the the flannels really came in <laughs> came into their own um yeah but no for a, i wore for a, a lot of i wore like big stuff too i don't think i've ever worn like form-fitting clothing I don't know. I just never, never loved it. I have to be. But careful. I mean, I don't wear like I don't wear like extra large or something. I just wear like medium mm-hmm. or something that doesn't touch my stomach skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I. The only thing I got to be careful with is uh, is pants. Because if really yeah, so if well because you know I'm I'm respectful if. Me and Anya are out and about. If my pants are too tight, people are going to be looking at me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I had this discussion many times with Anya. <laughs> like Anya, <laughs> She's like, you're wearing pants too tight. I'm like, if we were both wearing leggings and like waist deep inside of a car trunk pulling something out, the guys would be looking at me. Okay. Yes, absolutely. It's not my fault. I was born with a curved spine and a bubble ass. (laughs) God made me this way. (laughs) Have you you seen that meme that's like lumbar lordosis? Have you seen that meme? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Oh my god. I'm going to have to show it to you. It's like, does your girl have a fat ass or does she have lumbar lordosis? And it's like the spine (laughs) thing. Oh, that's It's so funny. That's me like 100 percent me it sounds like <laughs> i uh did you grow up playing sports um yes and no i mean not i didn't do any sports through school maybe when i was super little like i was enrolled in basketball or baseball for a tiny bit but not not even into like middle school but Mm-hmm. My both sides of the family very into water skiing, so uh, I think I've known water how water to... skiing. Oh no, still. Water well, skiing. I know what like water skiing is, but like, how is it? How do you do it as a sport? Like, you go over um, jumps. Oh, okay. So we just do like normal water skiing, but yeah, there are like competitions and stuff where you can do like. My cousin is actually on a ski team. He does, uh, like, they do the pyramids and backwards skiing and, like, jumps and all that stuff. Um, oh. Yeah. The rest of us are just normal with it. Yeah. So I've... <laughs> just normal. I've, like, known how to ski since I was, like, three years old, I think, is the youngest picture okay. we have of me. But we hated it for a long time. <laughs> so we all, everybody in my family knew how to do it, but like me and my siblings hated it for a long time. Really? Well, cause we were forced to do it. <laughs> we yeah, didn't want to do yeah. it. Did you? That's true. 
Like I played soccer growing up. Right. Yeah. I, I think I knew that. I think I knew that. Yeah. How long so did I started it last? when I was eight. Ten years. That's a long time. I yeah, I guess so. I start. I started a little bit late. I would mm. say, like a lot of people I played with started playing when they were like five or. They would kick the ball with their dad mm-hmm. when they could walk, stuff like that. Were you good? But, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, okay, I was, by like average standards, I was above average, but I wasn't like good enough to go to college on a scholarship or anything. Mm-hmm. I played on like a club traveling team. I played for high school like two years. And, uh, yeah, it was something I did, I guess. I liked it for a time, but once I got a little older and I realized that, like, I don't have to do this, and my parents aren't forcing me <laughs> to do this, um, that's kind of when I lost interest. But mm-hmm. I quit soccer because I was on a, <clears throat> I was on a travel team or club team for, I don't know, since I was 10 years old. And it was pretty much the same team from when I was 10 to when I quit. And I um, I always played a year up. So say I was 10 years old, everyone else was 11 or almost 12. So the team dissolved when the girls were like aging out and going to college. But I was still, like, 17 in high school. So I that's, like, pretty much why I quit, because my team fell apart. And it was too late to find a new team for, like, one year. Yeah. And I just, I was over it. So, okay. yeah. I still have, like, I still think about playing, like, every so often. Just, like, getting back out there and, like, kicking a ball around. But... I'd probably be pretty pathetic at this point. I haven't touched a ball in like six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was cool. When it I was. was... <laughs> when I was like five years old, I I don't know how I got this idea in my head, but. I was very confident as a five-year-old that if I didn't take drastic measures, I was going to be forced to play football. So I went to my mom and I was like, I want to take piano lessons. Like, We're going to nip this in the bud. So I took piano lessons and I never had to play football. And then like, I took them for like seven years and then... Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm shit now. I mean, I can doodle. If I'd really tried, I could teach myself a song. But um, yeah, like, I don't know. It was like five years ago. I told my mom that. She never knew. And she's like, we weren't going to force you to play football. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to play football. <laughs> like, I really didn't want to play football. Getting that's sweaty so out there and having to stay after school. No, thanks. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I uh, I always give my parents shit for not forcing me to do an instrument. I mean, it's 
I really wish I could play an instrument like properly or oh, like read one. music properly. Oh, reading music isn't difficult. Yeah, I, I guess I could learn, but it's like I I would love to play the piano, and I was I always like tell my parents like you should have followed that Asian stereotype, <laughs> putting me through piano and violin or flute and or all, violin all three all three or badminton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Badminton is not is pretty outdated, but um. Yeah, I would just, I would, I really wanted to play piano or violin, like, once I got older and I realized that I kind of missed my prime years of learning an instrument. Mm. Yeah, we did. I mean, whatever. So my family is very musical. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, my mom, my mom sings and she was in like a, what the hell do you call it? Basically a, a choir for old women. Like her and these other three ladies were madrigals, like, not madrigals. <laughs> it was like a regular, a, not a swing choir. I guess just a normal choir, but for women. And okay, her and these other three ladies were like the youngest members by, like they were they were less than half of the age of the other people. <laughs> so they eventually like kind of all stopped and they formed their own little like quartet and they would sometimes go and like sing just like at uh, nursing homes or like hospitals or for churches or something little things and i I don't think they ever got paid maybe they accepted food um Mm -hmm. but they would do that uh my dad has played drums like since he was 10 and he like still plays and Mm -hmm. stuff uh so yeah uh we took piano and then like all me me and my brother and sister like all uh at our school uh, we have kind of a shit sports program but had a fantastic music program the the band director and the choir director were a married couple and mm-hmm. uh when every student was i think it was mandatory or like very strongly encouraged when we were 11 10 or 11 grade 5 we would uh all go to the band room and like every single student would try out every single instrument because even if you think you don't want to do anything maybe you try playing like the tuba and you're like yo this is fire i want to do this so (laughs) uh like i ended up playing saxophone and my sister like played clarinet and and percussion and stuff and my brother played trumpet for like a year and then dropped that but uh picked up choir and so he did that throughout high school and all of us stuck with with music like throughout high school and then uh in one of my universities i uh, the the community university the like the sister school or whatever i i missed it so i ended up joining the choir there and that was that was really fun but yeah oh, music has always cool. been like a a huge thing like pick played guitar for a little bit but not good um I got one for you. It's a, it's a, it's a bit deep. You can feel free to uh, to pass. Uh, when did you know what class you were? Um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? <laughs> when did you know what class you were? Unrelated to music, like like middle class, upper class, lower class thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That class. I'm sorry. It was um, 
since we're doing this over the internet, my internet was like kind of buggy right there. Uh, gotcha. So I couldn't hear. Um, I guess I realized when I was in high school, honestly, like I thought, well, everyone in my neighborhood was kind of just the same to me. Like mm-hmm. there was no rich kid in elementary school. I mean, actually there was a rich kid. I knew that, but that was just the anomaly. That was, that was the outlier. Um, everyone else was just the same to me. And then I realized when I got to high school that there were like all of these rich kids and then us and then kids that, I mean, I hate to say it, but like got free lunch and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess I didn't realize until I was in high school that we were, I would say we, our family is upper middle class, but that's kind of the trend with our neighborhood. Okay. Um, but I remember, I don't know why I have this memory, but when I was in middle school, maybe I saw this YouTube video that, or like this show on TLC about, um, this girl was just going on about things she hated. And one of them was like pushing food onto her fork. Like, when people push food onto their fork with their fingers, she said that those people were lower class. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, I've done that before. Like, am I lower class? (laughs) And then I remember, like, I remember just, like, thinking I was lower class because I did that. Like, and then honestly, ever since then, I've never done that. And, like, I'll, I'll push food onto my fork, like, if I have to in a pinch, but... Um, you lick your plate clean? I guess I didn't... No. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you just waste food? Fucking uppity. I don't waste food. I get I get it. If there is, like, if there is stuff on the push plate... Push it on the side. <sighs> At least mop it up with some bread or something. Well, okay, yeah. Stuffy, I mean, I, I don't... I don't waste like a lot. I actually am like anti wasting food compared to my family. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I didn't really understand class structure until high school, I think. Mm. What about you? Yeah, so mine was, uh, it's like, I have, I have zero, like, ethnic identity issues. Right, because I'm just like a white American mutt at this point. Like, there's no. Yeah. I'm mostly German, but I don't give a shit about Germany or Germans or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, definitely have a bit of division in like my my perception of of where my family stood economically and what the reality was, because I always thought we were like just middle middle, you know, just like the average, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we are like, for for our area, for our for our area in Wisconsin, we are. It's not even fucking close. We are decidedly upper class. Like. Oh really? Yeah, and. Is it? Hmm? Because of the factory. Yeah. So, the cheese factory on mom's side, and, uh, my dad owns school buses. And some motor coaches and stuff, mm, and and that's okay. very consistent. 
And then along with that, it, it feels like sometimes I make jokes to Anya constantly. Um, I'm not nearly so much of an ass to like <laughs> random people, but I constantly joke about like how we would definitely be the noblemen of the area in medieval times. Cause like <laughs> my, my great grandpa did a shitload of farming and you know, back oh, in, okay. back in whatever day, like land cost, like, I don't know, a cent and for, for a ton of it. So like we have an yeah. absurd amount of land which we just rent out to to farmers and to to some hunters and stuff and like it's all used it's not like we're fucking downtown abbey or anything with like the yeah. estate <laughs> but like it's just corn it's just cornfields like as far as you can see but yeah yeah like that that all comes back and like i just maybe to my parents credit i didn't realize you know like because i was out there mowing the lawn like I had to mow all of our lawn and shit and like I'd be picking rocks out of the field because it would make the farmer's life easier. Like I don't farm, why uh -huh. do I care? And mm -hmm. like all this stuff, you know, we're not we're not driving around in super crazy cars or anything like that, but at a certain comfortable. Yeah, like never certainly never struggled for anything. And I I think maybe like I mean, I'm not going to pretend like, oh, my parents didn't, you know, they just uh, didn't put avocado on their toast and that's where the money came from. Like, but they weren't, <laughs> they weren't like throwing it at a ton of crazy things either. So like, yeah, the, yeah. the, the point where I truly realized, I guess, even like getting into university made me like start questioning that a lot because mm -hmm. like before... Well, the the first thing that happened was uh, mom informed us that, like, between her savings and actually uh, my late grandmother had left us some money and stuff, like, me and my siblings were not going to have to pay for college. Um, oh, that's awesome. And so, like, yeah, and of course, like, I'm super for, I'm, I'm super thankful. Like, I don't, I don't take it for granted at all. And if anything, mm -hmm. it makes me, like, more pissed that I'm, like everybody should have that experience everybody should not have to worry about that a hundred percent and what made me like fully realize is when i because <laughs> when you're they make you put down like your your parents income in case you need to do like student loans or whatever or that sort of thing and yeah i yeah i asked my mom and she she didn't give an answer she just said well put this down okay yeah i'll just put this down and then two years later when my sister applied to college my mom said put this down and the number was like doubled and, oh. <laughs> and then for my brother she said a different number that was even higher like she just cared less each time Ooh. like about hiding it or something and i yeah and i was just like at that point i i mean i started thinking much more critically about things by then but yeah like growing up That's i never funny. realized uh-huh. I totally can relate to that because now that you say that, I realized that that was kind of uh, late high school. I realized like how much my parents actually made mm -hmm. also because when I was applying for financial aid to college, I had my mom help me and we went through the tax returns. We put all the numbers in and like I also had no concept of money. I was working like part time for $8 an hour 
you know like yeah. a paycheck of a hundred dollars was like <laughs> oh my god i have a hundred dollars you know so um they put the numbers in i didn't really have any concept of like how much money per year somebody makes and <laughs> i got like the thing from fastfo that was like you do not qualify for any money because your parents make too much money yeah and i was like oh okay all right and i was like oh that's that's a good that's good so you guys are gonna pay for college right <laughs> and that was they were like no you're gonna pay for your own college so yeah. uh i had to take out loans and i'm still paying them back but it i went to a very economical college so mm-hmm. it's not really like i i'm drowning in debt or anything oh, that's good that's good so but yeah, yeah i just i i totally remember that and they were like no financial aid because your parents make too much mm-hmm. but i didn't understand really what was too much until i kind of started looking into like salaries for different career paths i guess mm-hmm. and then i realized like how much money people quote should make yeah a year, yeah or like could, could comfort to live comfortably or whatever mm-hmm. or like certain areas yeah no this is but yeah so it's been uh like there was so many times because of course like at very especially with my my university was so bad for a long time and like i remember my mom just like absolutely distraught because of my actions because i was a dumbass and Mm -hmm. she was like saying that she should have made me pay for university because if i was paying i would care more and that sort of thing and it wasn't at all to do with like caring you know i was i just kind of lost maybe probably depressed like my first or my my second semester like having a job on top of that would would have been no good so Mm -hmm. i've that was kind of the the argument i used was like that i'm i'm thankful that you are able to give me the experience that everybody in america should have about not worrying for Mm -hmm. school but and there was like yeah there's there's a comment that a, a girl i was friends with me and my roommate were friends with my my first semester at university um we were talking about like family vacations right and i had thought like nothing of it because there was several there were several people in my school who would go to like disneyland like once a year and it was just like oh no they're taking oh, their usual in california week. uh or florida which one's florida it's the florida one Is that disney world disney world oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, that's okay yeah, so they would go like these people would go like once a once a year to Disney World and like it was no big deal. So I never thought like my, my family never went to Disney World or anything. The only stuff we would do is like visit my grandparents in Arizona once a year or whatever, if that. And mm-hmm. when I was in junior high, we went on a cruise because oh, my dad, uh-huh. like with the with the buses and coaches and stuff, they also organized like tours. So they were organizing a tour on a, a cruise that goes like up the coast of Alaska. And like, okay, like we're going to go. This is going to be our big family trip. And to date, it has been like our only big family trip. And I like mentioned that without thinking about it. And this girl was like, oh, a cruise? Oh, Richie Rich. 
and that that stuck with me <laughs> that sh- i was like that like at the time i like oh. i took it in stride but like on the inside i was like wait what like yeah it, i don't want to be the person who's like you're hurting the the upper class's feelings but like be- i think just because i i truly didn't feel that way inside and like mm-hmm. even now it, it causes so many problems now especially with trump and everything like the last four years yeah it has been it has been difficult because like my parents are largely good people but like they're both business owners and that of course affects their politics but yeah so for me there's been so many years of like hearing the business owner side of things but meanwhile all of my friends and peers are are on the on the other side of it you know so mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. i've i've had to come to terms over the years with the fact that like my policies my politics or like morals or whatever kind of directly hurt my parents economically yeah it's unfortunate but it's crazy because i actually i saw some article a headline i didn't read the whole thing but it was about how a lot of people in our generation these days are kind of like disowning their parents for their political views yeah obviously you're not disowning your parents but like it's tearing some families apart oh dude absolutely in super extreme ways but yeah my dad is a business owner as well but it's a pretty small business at this point so Mm -hmm. i don't he's he's always been not into politics which i i don't love like i wish he knew a little more yeah or like kind of stayed on top of things a little more but he gets all his news from like his friends or uh, well i mean he doesn't use twitter he uses instagram so he gets his news like not from news outlets or not from Mm -hmm. i don't know reddit or whatever um so he's a little bit uninformed yeah so when my sister and I or like my mom sometimes gets involved. We'll be all talking about it. He just stays quiet because I, I don't want to say he was a Trump supporter, but I think he kind of was. Yeah. But he won't admit it because he knows that we'll just yell at him. Oh yeah. <laughs> no my. So. And my thing, like, I don't know what it is because like the news hasn't been trustworthy for ages. But like, oh yeah, my my parents had like, I don't know. They it it's they like question the news, but in the wrong ways, I suppose. And I think mm-hmm. part of it comes from being in a in a, a rural area and like small towns and stuff. So the worst for me wasn't even COVID or Trump or anything. It was the Black Lives Matter protests, and. You know, oh. I definitely, I definitely threw in an an, an a cob up on Facebook. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I believe the police are largely guilty until proven innocent at this point. Right. But right, I agree. In my small town, it's not really that way because, like, they couldn't. Right. When everybody knows each other, like you can't just do that shit. They would be crucified. Yeah. Um, yes and so my parents like they 
I don't know, for some reason they just struggled with that that idea that like cops in, in these urban areas in bigger cities are are not good oftentimes. Yeah. And there was one day um me and my brother like that whole period actually brought me and my brother much closer together. Um there was one day where I talked to my mom and we got in a huge fight. And I, I, I had showed her like some video clips or we were talking about it and she kept being like, well, what happened before the video clip? I'm like, what needed to happen to make what? like nearly killing a 16 yeah. year old kid? Okay. What's wrong with you? Turns out, yeah. turns out like 20 minutes before I called, my brother got into the same exact argument with her. <laughs> like just yelling at her so she was like already she was already done with it and i just came in and like made it so much worse and i messaged my brother after just ran it home yeah i messaged my brother after i'm like yeah so me and mom got into an argument about blm and he's like "Ooh, that's not good yeah but no like it's 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 definitely been like this yeah not not disowning my parents or anything even close to that Mm -hmm. but you know, just this idea that like, I'm 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 well past the threshold of like, agreeing with them on everything. You know. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm disrespectful, but I'm very respectful to my parents. But sometimes I do get a little heated, mouthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it just. It happens, and my sister's the same way, and it it just, it started when we were, like, older. Like, we were never like this growing up. Mm -hmm. It was just when we, like, kind of had our views and, like, started to have our own opinions that weren't our parents, you know? Yeah. And I'm mostly guilty um, towards my grandma, like, for, for it. Like, I always, my grandma will say something that's like super (laughs) unacceptable (laughs) and i just call her out on her shit and i'm like hey it's it's 2020 you cannot say that anymore yeah i don't care if you're a traditional asian woman i don't care if you grew up thinking that you need to censor yourself especially in public like you can't be saying this to like random people or like your friends even Mm -hmm. like you don't want to be known as like the grandma that's still racist you know so yeah she in turn doesn't like hanging out with me that much but (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um you know it's all about educating you know at least a little i've had to and i think i think it's i think it's actually like worked a little bit um of course when i was growing up like uh, this was the other thing i kind of wanted to mention um just racist jokes just not even not even like partially racist just fully bad um like i definitely was on the on on board the uh the train of people that or the train of thought where like the n-word is just a word like the F slur right. is just a word. Like words are just words. Like we can't let them hurt us. Like that's bullshit. <laughs> I fucking, oh yeah. I fucking hate teenage me so much. Um, yeah. I I hate teenage me too. And it's like, 
it's just weird to me that like it was not so like frowned upon oh yeah like when we were teenagers and it's like scary to me that it wasn't you know mm-hmm. yeah and it's i mean i i think most people around our age have been better with it but like my dad my Definitely. my dad grew up my dad went to the same exact school i went to like we've been in this area for like a long time ish um mm-hmm. or at least his side has and like i I mean same thing right like if there's no i hope i hope that the classes below me at school were better because there were there were a, a couple black girls but like when there's nobody that when there's no mexicans there's no asian people there's 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 no black people there's just white people as far as the eye can see like why do you have to feel bad about making racist jokes you know you're not hurting anybody's feelings um Mm -hmm. and like my dad would occasionally make comments like not not bad comments and not of his own he would like repeat what people like tell a story about like funny incident with person who was old in like 1980 and Mm -hmm. of course that person's racist but like he would he would make these like repeat like what this person would say and i'm like eh, i know you don't mean <laughs> it but like we can't say that stuff anymore it, like it makes right? me uncomfortable and he's like i think he's still kind of like uncomfortable having those kind like that level of conversation as like a, yeah. a man kind of but he he has mm-hmm. he has like stopped some of that stuff i've noticed like he he's kind of more been more accepting of like okay like fine i can just not say that not that it not that he was going around like every minute <laughs> like saying stuff yeah like, of course of course like sometimes sometimes i'd have like friends over or like anya at one point and he would like tell these stories and i'm like dad no <laughs> i know i know i know how you feel my dad does the same thing and it's like eh like eh, should you say that yeah (laughs) especially because like i mean i don't bring friends here or like we don't especially now because of covid but (laughs) i didn't have a lot of friends anyways that he would tell stories to but like my sister's boyfriend he like tells Mm -hmm. all his childhood stories to now and i'm just like "Eh, like can you not say that part yeah (laughs) you know yeah but Oh, I was like thinking about it and you probably didn't have to grow up with racist jokes towards you, huh? Uh, no. Because when I was little, the hot, I was never really bullied. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't consider myself someone that was bullied and I'm very, very thankful for it. I was actually cyber bullied when I was a lot older, but that's different. And um so like racist jokes never really affected me but when i was in elementary school the hot thing was to pull your eyes slanted oh yeah talk to me and say ching chong and i'm like i'm not even chinese but like it was just a joke to me it wasn't like i never felt Mm -hmm. offended by it yeah i think the only time i ever felt any sense of like like when i when somebody said something like a racial slur to me in high school 
and it was like completely wrong it was like a different asian racial slur and that really pissed me off yeah and that was like the only time i ever really got mad about it but i'm like man if my kid if somebody was saying that to my kid i would be so mad as a parent and i would want them to be mad too because like other kids shouldn't be saying that stuff now and i hope they're not but yeah you know like it never affected me but i feel like if there was a seven-year-old kid now being told that kind of stuff they would be affected Mm -hmm. i there was so we did actually have like a few there was like one mexican guy and like the grade below me or two years below me in high school yeah, that's that's how small the school was. I knew everybody's name like four years on either side of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> and one of the guys a year above me was actually a pretty good friend of mine in high school. He was half Mexican. And I always wondered, like, especially the younger younger dude, like people would make comments and he like would roll with it, and it was it never it was never anything like bad. But I always wondered if it, like, mm-hmm. ate at him a bit. And I know the guy who was a year older than me, who was actually kind of sweet justice, maybe not the right move, but, like, this guy in my grade, super, like, you're pretty, pretty traditional, like, that dumb kid who's never going to leave this town, but, like, they're kind of a decent person most of the time. And, like, probably mm-hmm. is going to get, like, drunk at 1 p.m., a lot of days like hanging around <laughs> but uh-huh. he was making all because we had our class ring or the the grade above us was getting their class rings and uh my friend is always like you know he's he's about his 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 heritage so we had a mexican flag on on one side of the ring and and like a little quote or something and this other guy was just giving him shit like why you would have a such and such flag on your ring and like just slurs and stuff and eventually my friend just like let gravity do the work and just backhanded this guy. <laughs> and oh. it, did, it did not like nothing. That was the end of it. Like the guy just shut up and like minded his shit and like nobody it didn't. It's not like it got reported or anything. Like they just left it. Yeah. Which like thankfully, but I just like that. I don't know. That shit bugs me. Yeah. Or, like we here. There's in uh, Russia, there's a little bit of that, not really racist so much, um, but people just, the they're equivalent to uh, the F slur is like liberally thrown around by like on his little brother and his friends. When I say little, really? he's like, he's a, he's a young teenager still. So like, yeah, just constantly. And I think they've talked to him a little bit, but it's it's just because it's so. I think his class, he's in that weird spot where like the older generation cares, only because the media decided that it was a problem, like being gay was a problem, eventually. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. But his his age group doesn't really care much, but they just use all these all these slurs, and it's like the same exact thing, right? Like. Just because I tell a racist joke doesn't mean I'm racist. It just means I like jokes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I am not even around 
teenagers these days Dude. so i don't know what's happening <laughs> i haven't been until i met anya and i'm like what the hell is going on with these kids right it's i did i'm just like for a while there they were all like literally they were all doing Fortnite dances i'm just cringing oh, no. super hard <laughs> I was like look at this instagram video of my classmates they're doing like the the flossing and stuff and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah um i yeah i just all of my cousins are like grown up except like two of them that are younger but they're not yet teenagers so i guess when they're teenagers i'll have an idea of what's going on yeah with like what hip what the hip kids are into i know yeah dang i feel so old sometimes well yeah (laughs) not as old as i feel we recently learned that i am in fact older than sill unimaginable to me i've i've for all the time i've known her i've assumed she was at least two years older than me so that's depressing well i mean i think it's safe to say that i'm like 20 years older than you in some aspects that's some anime bullshit right there i feel (laughs) so old sometimes like i am a grandma I like to drink coffee in the morning at 6 a.m. and do crossword puzzles. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's great. I life. am old. <laughs> yeah, I like to eat dinner at 5 or like 4.30 sometimes. But I'm just, yeah. I feel, I don't know. Did I say this last episode? I feel like I'm 50 years old in a 25-year-old body. But then like sometimes I still feel like I'm 18 because I just don't want to be an adult. Well, because you're so short. That too. <laughs> anyway, just tiny. we've we've been. I I thought this was gonna be like a forty-five minute or an hour thing. We've been we've been bumping along here for like an hour twenty. Yeah. Pretty spicy. I mean, I can, and I can. I can just talk. I know. I could keep going. <laughs> I could absolutely just keep going. Uh, unfortunately, I'm yeah. going to call it. It's, uh, yeah. It's like tea. No problem. It's tea time. I'm... So. <laughs> yeah, it's tea time. It tea you gotta time. get to the. Yeah, you gotta get there before it starts. You gotta drive 160. We we well, so we live like in the same building as Anya's parents, but like 12, mm-hmm. 12 floors up. I maybe I've mentioned that already. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to remember that. And you haven't on the podcast, but okay, I know it. Okay. <laughs> That's better. Um, so yeah, we just like go down and, and chill usually some nights. And like, it's cool. Everybody's very cool about like giving us space though. So like if I don't come down, nobody's like, oh, why? Bleh. Like, it's just whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, he's oh. ignoring us. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. I have something to do in like 40 minutes, which I don't want to do, but. That's adult life. Yeah. <laughs> that's adult life you know and that's why i wish i was 18 again but i guess that's an adult too <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so, anyways um, this was a good this was a good one yeah no this was this was this was nice nice conversation um in theory people will be able to to find this podcast somewhere um you can email us at peer 39 podcast at gmail.com that's peer as in like a doc p-i-e-r um peer 39 podcast at gmail.com that is set up 
presumably you will be able to find this podcast uh, wherever you want. Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever wherever you get your podcast, it, it should just be called Pier 39, I believe. No space. Yeah. P-I-E-R 39 numbers. If it all works, numbers. we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I need to finish that thing. I need to glue down the numbers. I will send that to you. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm still waiting. We're maybe maybe this episode even has the song on it. I don't know yet. But we're waiting to hear back from Matt at Chill Hop Music to see if we can use a song. Except I was told that he would be discussing licensing and pricing with me. So I'm hoping the pricing is a short and small discussion and not a discussion with yeah. a lot of zeros because I told yes. him I told him <laughs> estimated audience three maybe ten if we talk about something good <laughs> so if they hit me with like yeah you know a thousand dollars for licensing okay well thanks uh for your time uh no thanks for the music. however um, <laughs> yeah but no, this is this is good. I'm I'm I've been excited for this. I've been excited for this like all week. It's nice. Me too. Yeah. Awesome. We'll be able to talk about something new next time. Hell yeah.